break records while we pushing the culture forward. Great music and big vibes right in that order. Intellectually petty radio on the stereo. Don't compare us to anything, this a different scenario. We break records while we pushing the culture forward. Great music and big vibes right in that order. And you are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. Brought to you by M3S3 Clothing, Men Make Moves and Sucker Stand Still, and Photos by Vin. And you know, man, come on, bro. I own, it's legends only around here. That's all we fuck with. And today is no exception. And let me make sure I get the brother name right. Akinyale is in the building. All right. Yeah, I was, had to work on that a little bit. What's going on, bro? How's life? Hey man, everything good, man. I'm blessed. How's your family doing, man? Oh man, we we here, man. You know, just making it through the this whole COVID situation. We're still, you know, trying to push forward. We good. All right, man. So, um, you a singer? Yes, sir. How long have you been professionally singing? Um, I want to say since I was 17. Um, professionally recording in studios and um literally writing and uh vocal arranging for other people but i've been singing all my life okay what is what what, what is like when you arrange for somebody what exactly does that entail um say like if somebody comes to you or a producer comes to you and you have an artist and they uh the artist may may lay the song mm-hmm. but the backgrounds and how the song move is not there so um I specialize in arranging backgrounds and putting harmonies and just making the song move and adding color to it. Okay, and my bad, man. I know you hear a little typing in the background. I'm just making sure I uh, I got everything right on, on the YouTube because we live on YouTube and I wanted to, for some reason, the name didn't change and I wanted to make sure we got that shit updated. I don't want nobody confusing you with nobody else. You deserve all the respect. I appreciate it, man. Offer. No doubt, man. Yo, man, and before we uh got on air, I was talking about the studio setup. Yo, that shit is fucking dope, bro. Thanks, man. This only one half of it. I got behind this is all live, live bass, live guitar, live drums, live instrumentation. This is where the band come in, and you know we get it in. Yo, so you got a whole, you got a whole band, or is it just you record other people? Um, both, both. When I uh when I do my shows, depending on um. You know what that bag is. Sometimes they require me to have a live band, so I do have a live band on deck. And then you know other shows, I could just you know track it out. Wow, that's pretty dope. So for your live band, like okay, you got what a keyboard, uh, bass, drums. Well, I got two keyboard, two keyboardists. Actually, my dad is my MD. He's on lead guitar. My brother's on bass. And um, I got I got two different drummers that I use depending on you know how they schedule will be. Okay, that's pretty dope, man. That your brother and your father is like supportive and and involved. Yeah, actually, my dad is the reason why I do what I do, man. Okay, why you say that? What happened? His resume crazy, man. My dad played for um, Atlantic Star. He played for uh, the Time. Um, he did the Revolution Revolution tour with Prince. Uh, he played wow. with Parliament Funkadelics. So he was heavy on the um 
like rock funk type back in his day. That's mm -hmm. what he did. He just he just toured the world and played guitar. That's correct. Yo, the shit with Prince. The shit with uh Morris Day and them. <laughs> yeah, I man. Got some stories for that one. <laughs> yeah. So were you on the road with him or you just kind of just just start doing your own thing? And then he No, got I was I was actually when my dad was doing doing that and he was at that part of his life, I was still mm. I was still a youngster. I was still sheltered with my mom's, but then my mom was heavy on the gospel side. Like she went to school with the Winans and you know, her and all my aunties and the Clark sisters is real tight. So I grew up around like it was like the yin and yang with my mom and dad. Like my mom introduced me to all of the gospel and my dad introduced me to all of like the funk and the rock and the R and B. So Man, I swear I went to elementary school with one of the Winans, nephews, cousins or something. It's three thousand of them in Detroit. Oh yeah. Yo, my man. They deep. <laughs> What's that uh that song Whitney Houston? I believe the children are the future. Teach them well and let them yeah. lead the way. He would sing that every year at every event and would <laughs> just make the rest of us look just dumb as hell. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the winings, but they got like a musical boot cap in their family or something. It ain't even fair, man. It's like, <laughs> man, motherfuckers just don't even think about singing, just can sing. Right. Yep. You know, uh, when did you realize, damn, I, I actually can blow? Um, honestly, bro, I still don't think I, I'm I'm there. Like, and the reason that I say that is because I can honestly say that 70, maybe even 80 percent of the other artists that I work work with mm -hmm. probably can out sing me. Like, honestly. Um, but what I got that a lot of artists don't got is is the know when and the know how. And what I mean by that is I know how to write great songs for me. I might not be the best singer, mm -hmm. but that song and the way that it's arranged and what I'm talking about in the concept, it's going to be so relatable and it's going to be dope enough for everybody to be like, oh, that's that guy. But anybody can out sing you, bro. Like, you know, it's 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 great singers who can't write no mu good music. Okay, but not not first off, it ain't that many great singers. Let's be honest. Ah, we in Detroit, man. I I, I got a bag to differ. I it's grew a, up, bro, on South Island, South Hill, man. When you say like, how we defining great? It's some singers in Detroit, man. I mean, and then and then when you're talking about singing, it's so it's so many different levels to it, bro. Because um, I've heard people tell me which I totally don't agree with. Like mm -hmm. singers like Tank and Jasmine Sullivan, I heard people say they do too much. Like how? That's what oh, they too, too many runs, too many riffs, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But when you looking at like, you know, the vocal acrobats and, and, and the range and things like that, it's like that's what singing entails. They're showcasing what they do. Then you got other people who was like one of my greatest singers, one of one of them, Mm -hmm. Which is like Joe, who never, who never really go over the top, but he delivers perfectly. So yeah. it kind of, it's kind of like it's like sports, bro. Like you know, everybody gonna have their favorite player, but everybody not gonna like everybody. See, I fucks with Jasmine Sullivan. It's just the toxic shit she be saying sometimes. Like I don't, don't, don't be telling women to bust nobody car windows and shit like that. Like, although I understand. 
Yeah, you got you got to embrace it because yeah. as an artist, you know that's her truth. That's probably something that she went through or something that she seen, or you know what I'm saying you know artists pull from different places. So at the end of the day, yeah. Yeah. you kind of got to respect it because that is the time and the day and the age that we that we live in. I will have you locked up just for the record. Just just saying, you bust my yeah. windows. I'm calling oh, yeah. the popos on your ass. I'm too old for that <laughs> shit. We, oh yeah. You know, I ain't clowning none of that shit. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> so, so you write songs for other people, right? Yes. You write songs for women. Yes, I actually like, write better for women than I do for for um guys. Like, how do you do that? Like, I I've always wondered like how people can can. Um, I don't even know how to how to how to word it. Well, I think a lot of that contributes to me growing up with a grandmother, my mama, and five mm. aunties all in one house. Oh, wow. So I grew up around women. I know women. And then, like, me and my little sisters, like, best friends, I pretty much pretty much raised her. Um, mm. And so just different conversations and watching the way women are. And side note, before I really – well, I was already – dove off into music but in the process before i really made it to that point to where this is what i really want to do mm -hmm. you know if we doing some honesty right now i used to be you know a male exotic dancer at watts so i was around women all the time <laughs> all i did that was that was my life bro you know what i'm saying like yo so so when i was a teenager and we was circling finkling wyoming it was because of your ass they was coming out huh yeah Pretty much, yep, <laughs> yep. You know that was that was that was a part of my lifestyle. But it taught me so much. It taught me so much as far as um, like even the aspect which you asked me about how do I write for women? Mm. I dealt with so many different women, multiple women at one time with so many different attitudes and moves, and it it was all a learning experience. And then on top of that, it gave me that confidence to get up in front of people. Like, cause if you can do that, it, it really ain't no stage you can't get on. That's wild. I'm just curious. Like, like, how do you decide? Yeah, I'm about to go uh, shake my shit for the ladies. It, it wasn't a, a decision for me. It was a bet, actually. It wasn't even supposed to turn into a career. I always was an entertainer, dancer, dancer type dude. Mm -hmm. And a young lady just, she was like, "Yeah, you cold, but." I bet you you won't uh, go and watch and do your thing. I said, I can go anywhere. I'm, I'm I'm cold. Like, when it comes to just dancing, I'm cold. And so, you know, she bet me to go in there on amateur night. I went in there, and then I got the I got the response that I expected, but I mm -hmm. didn't expect it in that way. You know what I'm saying? Because when you, when you go to regular clubs and you get in a circle and you do your thing, and everybody like, oh, yeah, you cold. But it's different. When you in a club full of women and all they their only thing they there for is to see men do their thing. And, you know, I got up there on amateur night and they went crazy. And Mr. Watts came up to me and was like, Man, you, you want a job? You really, you really want to work here? Like, yeah, it's money. That's crazy, bro. Women. <laughs> what was the money like? Man. Um, and I'm sorry, but this went to left on us. But I ain't I, what was the money like, nigga? Crazy. Um, put it like this: I probably lived a for real, for real good three years of my life without paying nothing. 
no no rent, no car, no no nothing. I ain't buy no clothes. And then the money that I was making it for what I wanted to do. Man. Whatever I wanted to do. Damn. But it was very it was very toxic though, you know. It was a lot of a lot of craziness happening in those times. Yeah, you was getting your windows bust out, I'm certain. Mm, not really. Just I never really had that type of drama. I had the type of drama like, you know, you married. Why you why you on me? You know, craziness. But you know, all of that all of those things is what makes the music better. Because now I got a lot of places I can pull from. I got a lot of situations to talk about. What's the last time you had your heart broke? Um I don't know, bro. I wanna say I'm in an eight-year relationship, so my heart get broke every other day. But you know, what I'm saying? we we work through it. But you know, outside outside of my relationship, before I actually really locked down and, and got into my relationship, um, I want to say my last real relationship heartbreak was probably um, my ex before my ex of the relationship that I'm in now. Okay, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Um, you still writing about that? And, and and I don't mean like like you got you pining for them, but just basically tapping into to the pain. Um, not necessarily that. Mm -hmm. Um, I just pull from my experiences now because okay. I always say when you want to when you want to for real for real relationship because i know a lot of people tend to to tell me like when you go through more you're right better because you have something to pull from right mm -hmm. so in that instance i've been through so much at a young age that i'm finally in a place where it's like i don't want that no more i'd rather deal with this and you know stay home and keep the family on lock and you know whatever we go through we'll work through so a lot of people don't understand it's pain in that too you know what I'm saying? It's, it's you gotta oh, have, a, you gotta have a certain drive for it. You gotta have a certain, real genuine love to stay, as well as your partner has to have for you. So it's a lot of things to pull from from that. And then I'm a people's person, so a lot of people kick it with me, and I done told stories, and they don't even know I told their stories. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I'm that, I'm that, I'm that friend out of all of my guys who. You can come and kick it with me. And whatever we talk about, it's never going to leave us. But okay. by me being a writer, I'm definitely pulling from your pain. Because I'm listening to you. I'm feeling you. I'm giving you the best advice that I can. And you know what I'm saying? You keeping it real with me. But I'm taking all of these mental notes. Oh, so this is how man, this is how this man feel while he going through this. So do, has anybody ever come to you and been like, that song was about my shit? Yeah. Yep. Do you feel some type of way? No. No, because <clears throat> I guess the way that I convey it is like, was like, you know, it's not necessarily telling on me, but mm -hmm. you made it so relatable that I know, I know that it's not just me that went through that. Okay. I know that's something that, that's that song that whenever somebody going through that, 
particular moment or anything similar than that, that's that song they're gonna need to hear. That's that song they they gonna they gonna need to bang. So what's your latest project? It, it... My latest project is Sex Chronicles Two. I dropped that in uh twenty one, and the only reason I didn't drop anything after that is because I wanted to allow that to have his legs and really mm -hmm. grow and really spread the way that I think that it should because I gave him like 22 bangers on that boy. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot of music, especially nowadays. Yeah, because I um it was the sixth year, July 21 was the sixth year anniversary of Sex Chronicles 1. Okay. So I did Sex Chronicles 1 in, I want to say, 2015. Uh -huh. I dropped some projects in between there. But Sex Chronicles 1 was the was the main project that stood out more than anything. But then when I dropped Sex Chronicles 2, it surpassed everything, even Sex Chronicles 1. Okay, that's dope. When you yeah. uh when you got something else dropping? Um, Got the Christmas EP about to drop on the 18th of this month. A four-song Christmas EP. Um... Just to get everybody in the mood and the spirit, something that you can enjoy with your family. Mm -hmm. Um, and then later in March, I'm working on something that's gonna shock the world. Okay. The Christmas EP, you doing any traditional stuff or are they all original? All original. Um okay. <clears throat> and I have a Christmas album already previously out that's probably like four years old now that I did mm -hmm. a lot of traditional cover type stuff on mm -hmm. you can get that on all digital platforms that's been out for a couple of years and you know by being christmas music you know we recycle and re-promote every year yeah yeah so that's the, that's why i only did a like a four song ep this time because i already got a full christmas album but christmas is one of those i, I just love christmas the holiday spirit so i always oh, try to do something around the holidays Man, I love, love, love Christmas. It, as I've getting gotten older, and my kids live out of t you know, they don't, we don't live in the. I don't live in Detroit anymore, so you know, my oldest is on the West Coast. My two youngest still in the city. It ain't the same, but man, I just love like I forget what what hood that is in in, in like it ain't in Detroit. I want to say it's Dearborn. It's like a whole neighborhood. They do it up with lights and Light shit. shit. Yep. Oh, man, I love yeah. when it's snow out there. You just drive through that shit. Mm -hmm. uh, have a little hot chocolate when you get to the crib. You know, um, back when I was smoking, I would go home, smoke one, and sit, yeah. sit and look at the Christmas tree. Like, oh, my God, man. Christmas used to just be that shit, man. Yeah, man, it give you a feeling. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Even though, um, believe it or not, Christmas is like one of my strongest times to actually write a lot of pain too. Because I believe it. It's it's one of the biggest depression seasons yes. yep. out there. Yep. Yep. You know, and for me, I get a lot of artists that try to get in in, in the studio and, and, and want to create around those times and they heart be so heavy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like yeah. We walk around with a smile because, you know, that's what we're supposed to do for the time of the year and we want everybody. But, man, I, I've i been in the studio with some artists and they literally broke down and cried on me, bro. And, yeah. How, how do you handle that? Like, somebody coming in? Because, like, back in my day, I used to rap. And, like, one time I did a song for my mom's, rest in peace to her. But, like, I'm in there just bawling like a big-ass baby. 
Mm-hmm. And the niggas looking at me like, uh, you all right, bro? And I couldn't even explain it. It wasn't like a, uh, uh, like my mother was a great mother. It wasn't no syrupy. I was sad. It was just, I, at that moment, I just appreciated her so much. Right. You know, um, but what do you do? Like, how do you handle it when somebody comes in there and starts crying? Uh, let them, let them have a moment. Mm-hmm. Try to, try to push them through that pain. Try to get as much out of them that you can without being, um, disrespectful to their feelings. Mm. Um, and, and try to get them to pull from that pain. Try to, you know, it's, it's pain, pain makes some of the greatest, greatest music, man. So, you know, all those emotions are needed. Man. Are needed. Yeah. We wouldn't have some, some classics if it wasn't for a lot of pain. Yeah, man. Do you prefer, for you, do you prefer a painful song or like a dance joint? It depends on my mood. It depends on my mood. Um, a lot of my stuff is concepts. My a lot of my personal music is like concept projects. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I kind of do my projects in section. Okay. Like so, if I'm, if I know I'm on some sexy, I'm doing like some. I'm doing like, for the next week, I'm doing like, all sex music. I'm in that zone. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I, got, I, got you. I got the Hennessy in the studio with me. I'm sipping. <laughs> I'm, I'm in my zone. If I'm if I'm doing, I want to do some more, pour out my heart, pour out type feelings. It's like closed session, lights out, just me and my feelings. Mm-hmm. So if I need to cry, I'm gonna cry. If I need to scream, I'm gonna scream. And then you know when it's time for like, if I want some bangers or some, or some club stuff, yeah. Bike, couple of homies over, yo man. Let me let's let's catch a vibe. Let's. I got. I'm working on this. This track we got on, so we in the studio vibe, and it, you know, kind of set the mood up for what it is. Um, what I'm trying to, uh, you know, convey. So, so how how did your woman deal with it? Um, very supportive. Very, very, very supportive. I probably got one of the most understanding and supported women you could ask for, man. Like. When it comes to me and music, she just like, yo, do what you got to do. And, you know, even a lot of people don't say this, but I ain't, I, I'm going to be real with mine. Mm-hmm. My my lady probably one of my strongest silent investors, man. Mm. You know what I'm That's saying? It's from, from, I'm talking about wardrobe to, for shows and studio I need for equipment and plug-ins that I might need. She like, if you ain't got it, let me know how much you need and I'm gonna match you or we gonna we gonna figure it out. We gonna you'll have it regardless of what That's we gotta do. You know what dope. I'm saying? So, so yeah. So what song is for her? Actually on Sex Chronicles 2, it's the ti- mm-hmm. it's a, her title name is called Jay. Oh. You know what oh. I'm saying? So on Sex Chronicles 2, that's I mean, you know, I didn't want to sugarcoat it. I didn't want nobody to guess to think like no, nah, I'm, I'm. This song is dedicated to to my lady, the mother of my daughter, and the woman who I'm with. And how yeah. she respond? Um, and the funny part about it is, she actually heard the song before she was supposed to hear it. Because <laughs> I wanted to surprise her, you know, with the album, and you know, but um, I was actually down here with my business partner. 
and we was just going over some of the music and her and her twin sister walked in and she was like oh that must be for me you know and kind of like laughed it off and mm-hmm. i'm like you weren't even supposed to hear it yet but then later on that day you know she she told me that it really touched her heart and she appreciated it and you know it was dope and yeah that's he, what's up man he played it to death that's what's up yeah you, yeah. you, you, you can always get love for that song yeah i'm, ho- I'm hoping so <laughs> <laughs> i'm certain of it bro like that's that, never that's gonna go plan. away you know she get pissed at you just turn that song up yeah you know, walk out the roll let her let her sit on that for a little bit <laughs> yeah. I close the door and the song go off. <laughs> you get a different type of mad. <laughs> right. Oh man, she started throwing shit at the speakers. <laughs> man, that's crazy. Oh my goodness, yo. So, so it's the best, the best time you've had on stage. Um, singing wise. Vocally, um, my best vocal performance. Just, just when you got off the stage, you was like, "I was in my bag tonight." It don't have um, to necessarily be all vocals. It could just be the ambiance, the crowd, the whole everything. I'm gonna say, uh, post COVID, mm-hmm. at M, at the soundboard. I'm sorry, at at the soundboard, opening up for K Michelle. That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. That was one of my dopest shows because I just felt so at home. Uh, it was one of the first shows that I actually brought my talk box out and literally played. Um, and the crowd responded to that like crazy, like, oh, he played too? And then on top of that, um, Michelle, hey, Michelle and her, her team came to me after the show like, hey, man, bro, we need to exchange on you. The way you warmed up the stage and bunker and, and you know welcomed us, oh you, yeah we you got you in your bag for real. So I just felt real good about that show. That's dope. You ever been booed before? Um no. Oh, I've been booed before. Oh, it's just no. horrible, bro. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I was supposed to do one song that was like a really dope song, but. The the producer fucked up the CD, so I end up doing other song that I wasn't as confident in, and boy, niggas let me have it. Oh. Yeah, you gotta always follow your gut. Oh my god, man! <laughs> always follow your gut, man. man. So, what's the what's the when you do you always follow your gut, or have there been have you had not necessarily I've been booed moments, but moments where you kind of like. In hindsight, I should have did song A instead of the song B. Yeah, all the time. I think us as artists, that's we always kind of critique ourselves in that way. Mm-hmm. You're always going to pick something that you could have did better. Okay. Um, I've had shows where, where I felt like myself, like, nah, that wasn't it. I just, I, I wasn't feeling right. But then, like, the people around me, like, what are you talking about? You killed it. Like, the crowd loved you. Then I had to learn. Now, this was the most awkward thing for me. I did a real intimate show at a place that I'm not going to name. And it was, like, a real intimate 
<clears throat> enclosed mm-hmm. place, and it was it was more like acoustic. I had my my dad on um, acoustic guitar. It was no mm-hmm. track. It was just me and him. And when I tell you, I'm singing my heart out, man. I'm trying to be like Bram and Knight or somebody. <laughs> the crowd is literally sitting there like this the whole time while I'm I'm trying to do all type of vocal acrobats and everything. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm in my head while I'm performing, like, dang, what am I doing? I'm, I know I'm on key. I know I'm singing. I know I'm doing some, but ain't nobody giving me no type of response. And the crazy part about it is when I was done, the crowd goes wild. So I'm like, and I, you know, I looked at my manager, Terry Moore. I'm like, man, I thought I bombed. Like, and he was like, man, you song the best I've ever heard you tonight. He was like, you just got to get out of your head. They were paying attention and listening. It wasn't that you was doing anything wrong. They were mm-hmm. just really listening. And so, you know, artists got so much stuff that goes on through their head when they perform. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was one of those experiences that taught me you have to learn how to connect with you and bring the audience into your world because they're there for an experience. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I had to learn how to get out of my head. But, yeah, that was probably one of the most awkward shows I had. Oh, man. And that's... I think that's the gift and the curse of an artist. Yeah. You know, like you... I was a matter of fact, I was uh listening to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Donnie Simpson was interviewing them a few days ago. And they were talking about how they just can't hear any music normally. Like every song they hear, whether they did it or not, they are listening to the radio, they they hear the fuck ups. Yeah, they critique them. Yeah, but, all the time. Crazy. And it was My business partner's like that. My business mm-hmm. partner Gans, he actually produced S Chronicles too. Okay. Everything that I send him, it's a critique, bro. It's so irritating, but you got to appreciate it at the same time. <laughs> it could be a regular song. Like, bro, you hear it? Like the whole, for instance, the Babyface album that just dropped. Mm-hmm. Like, man, did you hear this album? This is like one of the coldest R&B albums dropped. Like, Face damn near 60 years old. And he in pocket, like, he 22, 23 still. Rocking. So... Of course, I'm waiting for this reply to come back. Like, yeah, man, you right. This album dope, which he did say. But then he was like, man, but did you see, you you see, you hear how he got the sonics of the album? That we got to get the sonics of the other music to be like that. You know what I'm saying? How he got mm-hmm. the 808s hitting and the the vocal clear. I said, bro, I wasn't trying to be technical. I was just asking, did you like the album? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> bro, he he just so. I mean, you know, you got people that's like that. That's how you know you got a real, real producer. I remember when I first met my business partner, mm-hmm. before we actually started doing music, he asked me some questions that no other producer ever asked me in my mm-hmm. whole career. Most producers that you meet, you're like, okay, yeah, what's your vibe? What's your sound? What you looking for? And then nowadays, I don't, I don't even really want to say they producers a lot of beat makers just want to sing you a bunch of beats. Can you get on yeah. this? Can you get yeah. on this? My business partner was like, what's your, what's your favorite key to sing in? Sing in? Um, like, what's mm. your, what, what type of range you got? If, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, if you had to pick an artist, what artist would your, would your vocal range be in? And mm-hmm. then, you know, on top of that, he ran me through scales. 
okay, mm. now I know what I can do. Now I know I can. Now I know what I can make for you because I had to get a feel for your voice. Then he went and studied me. He went mm. to my previous music and actually studied the type of stuff that I do. Okay. So now, anytime that we work or anything that he send me, it's never a question. I, I don't. I don't. It's like, yeah, I'm in it's there. there. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope right there, man. So yeah. who who do you listen to besides Babyface? Like who 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 are your go to artists? Stevie Wonder, Donny Hathaway. Mm. Um, you want to come more up to date? Of course, Tank Joe. Um, Brian McKnight. Uh, of course, I got a little Joe to see in me. Um, Joe to see fucking. Yeah, Joe to see H Town, uh, Drew Hill, next. I'm RB so head, underrated man. too, bro. Drew Hill is man, I ain't even gonna say they underrated, but because I think that's probably one group that probably other than Boys to Men, Drew Hill gonna out sing you. Yes. And uh what's old boy not uh not Cisco, is it Woody? Uh, not Woody, uh, Nokia. Woody left. But I'm saying, but like, like, Woody is the big dude, right? No, that's Jazz. That dude. Yeah, Jazz. Yeah, Jazz is the goat. That dude. Jazz oh my God, man, that dude's got a phenomenal voice, man. Yeah, they, they, oh boy. But he was uh formatted the group now. The the, the new format they added mm -hmm. uh they added Teo and Scola. And then they got smoking black from the group player. See, I it's been a minute since I actually checked out any new shit from them. Yeah, man, they they was just here. Um, I want to say a couple months ago, uh -huh. and I say when they rocked the show, they literally rocked the show in song, song, song. I said, man, look at here, I'm about to go it. home and practice. <laughs> Yo, you know who does Boys to Men don't get enough credit in the hood. And that first album, man, Motown Philly. Oh my God, man. Like I understand people's knocked as they, you know, they kind of went a little too left pop. But those were just the hits. Like if you listen to the other songs, they had some shit, man. Man, boys to man is they if you ain't really really into vocals it's really not another group that you can go to other than probably take six i was gonna say that you know what i'm saying yeah when you when you're talking about the technicality of using vocals as a group nobody does it like boys to man but then you know you gotta think <clears throat> the way that michael bivens did that they kind of set the tone for groups, man. They was like the blueprint for a lot of the white boy bands. For Absolutely. Real. Oh, facts. That's, yeah. that's facts. Well, uh, you gotta, I take that back. You got to go to New Edition for that one. Nah, not, well, not New Edition is the it. New Edition is the goats, though. That's like, that's like the, that's like the gods. But New Edition with that, or without? Like, who would you? Who do you prefer, with Johnny Gill or or, or, or without? It's got to be with Johnny. See, I like it without. I like I like early new edition. It's got to be with Johnny, man. I like both. I like both, but 
Johnny was the mature in audition. Yeah, that's you true. know Johnny. That's when they that's when they grew up. So I, I like both. You know what I'm saying? But man, Bobby Brown was like just he he when he was stirring the drink before he really you know kind of got out there. Man, Bobby man. Bobby is that guy that a lot of people question too much. And it's like, really, it's no question. You know what I'm saying? Like, you hear people say it. Some people say, like, Bobby was a king. And then you get some people that was like, man, Bobby ain't no king, man. He was, he was dope. But, he, but really, it's not a question. Bobby set the tone. And then when they went out on tour, you got to think. Bobby went down out on tour with them and shut down the whole group by himself. Like they had to follow his act. Like, like, come on, man! I better give Bobby his props. Like Bobby is not about to. Uh, he's not about to sing. You know, out sing some people. Nope. But as far he's going to give you one of the he's, best shows you're going. You're going to be entertained. Yes. Yep. Yes. I. You know. I, yeah, man, like like he knows just what buttons to push, which is an art in itself. Yeah. Because you got some people that can sing way better than him. Mm-hmm. But, they but I don't want to go see them. Like I don't, him. Yeah, I don't want to go see them perform. Right. You know, yeah. and especially nowadays. Nowadays, like performing is pretty much like. Uh, is R&B, matter of fact, is R&B dead now? No. I won't say that it's dead. I would say that it's different. Okay. Um, I respect some of the stuff that, because I'm a singer, singer. I'm an R&B head. Like, mm-hmm. um, so a lot of the new stuff, um, is not really my forte. But it is a, it is some new stuff that's, that's dope. Because when you say R&B is dead, then you exiting out people like her, people like, like Tink, people like even Jasmine Sullivan. Like all of these people are here and relevant and really doing really good R and B music, mm-hmm. but you're focused on the mainstream bullshit that they pushing yeah. versus the R and B that's right here that's nobody searching searching for. Yeah. So it's kind of like the yin and the yang. I I, want, I can never say that R and B is dead because there's just too many dope R and B artists that I listen to on the daily, especially underground um, R and B artists. You know what I'm saying? So who's somebody that I haven't heard of that I should look up? Probably me. Sign on. Touche. I got you. That's that's fair though. For sure. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a Detroit legend. A lot okay. of them not not up not even up on them, and I swear the world needs to be because his catalog is crazy and his resume is even crazier. Okay. My mentor, my big bro. Marcus Devine. Marcus hmm. Devine is he's his own artist, but his resume is crazy. Like he he's the MD on all of the Millennium tours. He's out on the road right now. Um, What's the MD? Musical director. Okay. Run the whole shebang. All everybody that's on the show, uh-huh. their music get put together by him. Okay. He constructs the band and everything. So um. Okay. But not even only that. He's wrote for Man of Standard, Commission, uh, uh, 112, Silk, um, and right here. 
in our city. Hmm. Nobody ever even talks to him. Law talks about him. And I'm like, he crazy. But the thing about it, he's so humble. He like, no, I just do me. Yeah, man. Like, if you're not telling, like, if you're from the city and you're not telling niggas how dope you are, they, they, it's, but it's that's hard. the thing, though, in a, in a sense, and in a way, you shouldn't really have to. If you if you really a fan of music and you really love music the way you say you are as a consumer and as a fan, then you should already know. I mean, but Detroit is a loud city, always has been. Yeah. True. You know, so like is like with Dilla and I, I tell Dilla is the goat. He's the greatest, bro. But most most of Detroit had no clue that man existed when he was living. Facts. Facts. And the crazy part about it is, <laughs> I I, I kind of grew up with with Dilla in 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 a in a way from a distance. Okay. My 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 god brother grew up with him more than I did, which is uh -huh. Dwelle. Okay. Um, and I remember me and Dwelle just doing stuff at his crib and at my crib on four tracks before Slum Village even fully came together as a group, because <clears throat> Dwelle was actually supposed to be the fourth member in slum village a lot of people didn't know that i did not that's when tainted love and really popped off but <clears throat> he was really more so like i kind of want to do my own thing because they got they sound already they and i'm the singer so i think i just want to do my own so you know he he went off and did his own thing but mm -hmm. i can remember growing up just even looking at them guys and the way that Dilla would construct stuff even back then before even anybody even really gave them respect or knew who they was. He was already a genius, bro. Mm -hmm. I would see him take four different samples from four different records and make them sound like something you never heard before. Wow. Yeah, so I kind of seen that with my own two eyes, like a, a for real... At, at that point, we always said it, like, living legend. And at this point, like, gone too soon. Because if Dilla was still here, I think the sound of the city, period, would be different. I don't. I think so, man. I Because Dilla, a lot of people don't understand. Dilla really did love this city. Like, crazy love. Like, mm -hmm. his thing was... I got to make it out and get my name to where it needs to be so that I can come back and really put a stamp on what it is. If he was alive and able to do that, oh, man, mm -hmm. it, the sound of the city period would be different. That's 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 an argument to be made, but I don't I think he he just he had a different wave. Yeah. That, for that sure. wasn't for here. <coughs> Excuse me, it wasn't for Detroit per se. Cause I don't know, like 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 hell of us, probably the, the the top producer on the planet right now. His sound would still be prevalent. Um, yeah. I think, I think the so. way that it's worked out was But perfect. producers like Helliva was needed. Yes. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It it was needed. Like it's to the point to where I can honestly say Helliva is one of those producers that in a long, long, long time, he finally got people in other cities trying to copy what Detroit is doing. Facts. 
You know what I'm saying? So yes. in that in that in that regard, you gotta give that man his respect. And you gotta respect him for who he is. You know what I'm saying? Man. Like, yeah. Yes. And, and he got bars too. Who knew? Well, I, yeah. there's there's people that do, that knew I, I didn't know until recently. But man, I ain't, I seen him on, uh in the field. Oh yeah? Yeah. yeah. Oh well, I gotta I gotta get up on that. Yeah, I said I, I don't know, maybe a month ago. And I'm like, damn, okay, okay, you know, um, I got a chance to interview his manager not too long ago. He just doesn't, you know, it's not, it's not what he wants to do. Right. He just happens to be good at rapping too. Which you makes know. sense. Yeah. You know, not everybody, everybody is. Pick your poison. Yeah. You know, and whatever makes you happy, if you can eat off of that, man, that, that, that is life right there. Yeah. If you people know. ask me all the time, like. You do so much. What do you like the most? You like being on stage? Do you like singing? Do you like producing? Do you like writing more? And and my whole, I always have to go with studio work. I'm my happiest in the studio. Okay, so one group, dead or alive, that says we're gonna give you full creative control for our next project. Who you picking? Group. Yep. Oh, Jodeci, all day. Really? Okay. Just so I can, just so I can just collab and really feel that Devonte swing. Because when it comes to producing R and B music, man, your man does not get the credit he deserves. Man, Devonte is a different animal when it comes to producing R and B music. Is R and B music, or is he a different animal when it comes to producing? I mean, they still R and B, but is he? Is it just the chemistry he has with Jodeci? Ah, because you got to think, he was doing stuff with Missy. He was doing stuff with with Timberland. Devontae produced a lot of stuff that people don't even know about. So you just you just learned me something. I didn't know that shit. Yeah, yeah. So like his. Devontae was doing stuff for uh for player. Him and Tim was they worked on some stuff with Genuine. You know, his his name on a lot of Devontae on a lot he, he get a lot of he got a lot of props. But okay. the way that he just formulated that Jodeci sound, it, think about it, when Jodeci dropped, it was like nothing we never heard. Oh my God. At all. At all, you know the funny part is, uh, 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 KC was like they developed. Well, you know, they, of course, you know, Puffy and them kind of refined their look, but they were driving to New York to try to get signed. Stopped at a gas station and decided to wear sunglasses, and that was going to be their look. <laughs> sunglasses. <laughs> that was that was it. <laughs> And literally went to MCA and got signed. Like, they was the first time they went to a record uh, label, they got signed there wow. that day. And, and, and what was the what was the, uh, what was the first album? Was it Jodeci? Uh, I want to say it was. That's the one with uh, well, for my, Forever My Lady. Forever My Lady and all of that. Yeah. On it. yeah. yeah. They, had, they had all that shit already done. Wow. See? Yeah. Yeah. Now that's yeah. like 
that's crazy. Like yeah. they just like it just dropped in MCA lap with with a fucking multi platinum demo. Yeah, and that don't happen often. No, it does not. What's the what's been the the, the high point for you thus far, just career wise? Um. Honestly, at this point, man, it's just getting the peers of my city to finally realize and know who a king of Lay is. Okay. You know, um, when you when you when you in certain rooms and you walk past like certain people, like like we just said, Helva, or you know, what I'm saying even Marcus Devine and all of these other my peers here in my city that I literally look up to and respect when they can look back at me and be like, oh yeah, that's. Bro, bro got that. Yeah, bro got that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's that for me. For me personally, that's that's one of my highlights. Yo, and if if somebody want to work with you, they want to get in contact with you. How they go about doing that? Um, reaching out. I'm like the easiest person to work with. But all I ask is just make sure your business is handled, and make sure you're just honest about what we're doing, and let's do this paperwork right. As long as the paperwork right, we can work. And speaking of that, like what's what is like like specifically when you say make sure your business is handled, just give me the top three things they need to do to any young artist out there before they come rock with you. Man, this is gonna sound so surface, but at least be registered. How you gonna get paid if you're not registered? You know what I'm saying? There's so many artists that come in here, I just wanna I'm gonna rock out. You know, and and believe it or not, they had the money. So you're willing to spend your money not to make money. So be registered. Um, you know, uh, make sure you know what splits are. Mm-hmm. So we can do percentages because, you know, you want to have your publishing in order. You want to you want to understand how mechanicals work so you can get your money off of that. Okay. And, you know, if you collabing with somebody, you want to make sure at least they taken care of because you don't want nobody coming back at you after something done already popped. You know what I'm saying? So just make sure that your business in order and, you know, you um focused and you, you have a plan. Like, I, I hate I hate artists that's, that's so talented, bro, and they have literally, I just want to do it. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do afterwards. I just want to do it. I got so many hmm. dope artists on files right now with songs that's not released, that's bangers that I feel like can really be hits with the right marketing and promotion, but it's like the artist is not the artist. But see, you know, the way I look at it is that LeBron plays basketball. Mm-hmm. He's great because he chose a great trainer. He chose a great uh, uh, nutritionist. He chose a great chef. You know what I mean? Like, he's not good at all that other shit. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with, with a lot of artists. It, it, they're the, the better that you may be in one area, yeah, you may you need be deficient. Team. Yeah, you de- basically, you need, you need, you need a good a team. team. Yeah, you definitely need a team. But I tell artists that all the time. Like, and... Every team is not good for you. Man. You have to literally you have to literally build your team around what you want to do. But you have to at least know what you want to do. 
and know at yeah. least the basic steps to take to get there. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It ain't easy though. It's not. You know, I mean, making the music is probably the easiest shit for an artist. Yeah, that's the funnest part. Yeah, you know, and right. you get to enjoy that shit, have fun, go to the studio, get drunk, or whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, whatever floats your boat to get you, you know, get your rocks off in the studio. Right. And then you know you gotta do shit you don't like, like like interviews and <laughs> business shit. And I mean, but that's the fun part, especially like when when it's an interview like this, it's like just relaxing and you have a platform to really be yourself and really explain what your artistry is. So the interview parts and and the and that I think that goes along with like the studio work, like that's the fun part. You know what I'm saying? I think the work is the the business of music. Yeah. Is what where it gets a little funny. Although I would not want to answer the same fucking question eight thousand times. Yeah, but it's kind of part of kind of part of the job. <laughs> like 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 you know, like when somebody like like if you're a one hit wonder, like twenty years of singing the same fucking song. It's gotta, mm-hmm. it's gotta wear on you a little bit. It's not that you don't have other music. It's not that you haven't done other shit. It's that when you show up, they want you to do the same fucking song over and over and over. Right. But do you really feel that way though? Because, I, I mean, if it's a hit and it's a one hit, isn't that almost like a classic? I mean, it's absolutely a classic to the world. Right. But to you, you've heard that song because, you know, the, even the people that love that song may over their lifetime hear it a hundred times. You've probably, and, and especially if it's a classic and it's a hit, you've heard that song a hundred times in six months. Yeah. And this is 20 years after it was released. Yeah. I mean. You know, like 10,000. How many times you want to hear one song? 10,000 times? 20? I mean, but if you got a song that's, that's doing that's doing something like that, that that bag got an influence on it too. So yeah, it's that, like, yeah. hey, that's you why know? you're still doing that, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that bag can change things. You yeah, you quick. might not like it, but you gonna be out there every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday doing that motherfucking song because that bag is telling you otherwise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so would you would you prefer, let's say, okay, let's say Redman's career. In R and B terms, or having an ice ice baby type of song, and not necessarily like that song, but that level of hit. Um, I'm gonna have to go red man, cause it's long jeopardy. Yeah, and to be honest, if if he really wanted to, red man could be relevant to today right now, if he really wanted to be. You think? Yeah, he's still dibbling his head in and out. You know what I'm saying? Him and him and Meth had they run together. So when Meth yeah. did stuff, he'd dip in with him. Like he's the perfect example of doing what you're supposed to do and rubbing the shoulders that you're supposed to rub because he's yeah. still respected. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? He did it his way. Yeah. Where it's just like you talking about ice, ice baby, vanilla ice. He that was it. <laughs> like yeah. he came out, that was it. It was massive, 
Don't get me wrong, it was massive, but that was it. Yeah, um, the bat. I, I, I would argue he's probably made more money than Red Man though. Um, off of that one song. Yeah, probably for sure. You know, so the bag has definitely got to be different. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I w- I would agree with you, man. I I would absolutely like like Red Man has been able to just you know they've both done the same thing on different scales. They yeah. both toured the world. Um, except, well, I won't say they both done the same thing because nobody really respected uh, Vanilla Ice and Red Man's got people will be talking about him his music in a thousand years. Yeah, you know it'll be some class in some mu- music school, and they'll be going over you know muddy waters. Yeah, you know which is fucking crazy. Hip hop wise, who you fucking with? Hip hop. Um, yeah. I'm an old school head man, so no, you actually who I've been banging heavy lately, Joyner Lucas, bro. Okay. Oh my God. You talking about bars. But um I'm still R.I.P. to the to the God, man. I'm still a big fan of Fred the Godson. Um never really got got into dude that much. Man, bar heavy. When I say bar metaphor heavy, and then I like his just his delivery is just like his delivery was 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 dope though. Yeah, like, yeah, like I'm I'm yeah. just like yeah, yeah like you know? yeah. He yeah, had the, I'm that nigga at delivery down pack. Yeah, so um, but um, I'm trying to think of somebody that that's kind of like newer in the new school out of the new cats. Uh, I will have to go only because my son goes crazy for this guy and, I, and his music just embedded in my head. Four two dub. He actually kind of dope though. Yeah, he is. Yeah, like, like, he, he yeah he he actually pretty dope. You know, yeah. uh, it's a it's a matter of fact. I interviewed this cat the other day. Party at four. That dude was fucking dope. Party at four. Yeah. That's his name? That's his name. I'm about to check him out. Where are you from? At, uh Milwaukee. Okay. Um, but man, and then like like this he's got a few things out now, but the shit that they sent me that I can't play. Yeah. Nigga. Yeah. yeah. Um I, uh rolling fucks with him. Okay. Uh, I'm just trying to, like, like really, like, mm, trying to think, like, the new shit that T Grizzly just dropped. Hey, man, he underrated, bro. Let me say that now. Let me just say that now. T Grizzly is underrated, bro. There's no gray area with him for me. Like, when the shit that he just dropped, like, the storytelling T Grizzly is yes. elite. Yeah. The not yeah. storytelling T Grizzly is not. He got his sound though. He absolutely does have his sound. But it's just and you know what? And I take that back. Let me, let me word that differently. I think that 
he's so much better than everybody else at storytelling. I would and agree. Especially the the this nigga just basically put out a a whole ass opera, a hip hop opera for today's times, and with the last shit he just put out and videos for all this shit. Fucking phenomenal. There's some like I didn't think I could listen to that many different stories in hip hop and and be completely entertained by each one. It's He's so much better at that that it it makes what when he doesn't do that, it doesn't look as good. Not that be that is trash or bad. It just he's so much better at the other shit. Yeah, you know? I agree. Yeah, I mean, man. Oh my god. Yeah, that. Jesus it's guys Christ. like that that really, like you, you being from Detroit, you you got to thank them for doing what they did. Man, you have yo. to because yeah, they really, they really holding the city down right now. Yo, man, the Detroit wave right now, man, is like my only concern is they that the they're being too, they're giving it away too much. Yeah, it's too many people that now that you hear. And you will swear that it's one of us. And it's like, that nigga from where? Yeah. Oh, but my thing is, man, I just want to get get it back to where people respect Detroit for the soul music that we've always been known for. Like, the world, the world when it comes to R&B and soul music, mm-hmm. the world has stolen from Detroit. The oh world. Oh, my God, Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. and it's now it's like we at this point to where they want to give all of these props when it comes to R&B music and soul music to all of these other cities. And it's like, man, come on, stop playing. Like, we got the biggest, not only R&B artists, but the biggest gospel artists. When you're talking about soul, R&B, real, for real music, like, the greatest came from it. But, like, for today... Like the the thing about the 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 way the hip hop wave right now is that you know outside of the beefs, you know for the most part, everybody is on board. You know it's it's like let's let's get money as a city. Is that happening with R and B in the city? Um, it's a little division. I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of unity, but it's still a little division. Okay. Because, as we know, Detroit has always been somewhat kind of clicky. Facts. Because, you know, we, we're we funny, different type of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. we Detroit, what I say all the time, Detroit got trust issues. Oh, Being absolutely. from Detroit, you're not trusting everybody. Yes. You know what I'm Money saying? Money over everything. So, yeah. So, it's kind of it's kind of that when it comes. I see a lot of more... Unity happening now as far as um, collaborations and doing collaborative projects together. And I think the more that we do that, it'll get back to it. Mm-hmm. Because now you're starting to see where, like, you know, hip-hop in our city kind of took over the scene with the open mics and, and the showcases. And, you know, our hip-hop scene was been popping for a minute now. For a minute since so the now you're shot. starting yeah now you're starting to see like more of the R&B showcases and more of you know if this person got a performance it's it's 
10, five of us that ain't even performing, it's still going just to support. So it's getting back to that. Yeah. So once once that unity gets back and we really start making moves, um, because believe it or not, man, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of what I call them big heads that's looking at the city right now. So okay. if we do it right, we'll be back. You know what? I, I think R and B in the city is missing a sound. Well, you know, and I'm not saying like there's there's you know a lot of cats that got their own sound. I see what you're saying because now that I think about it, it's a lot of Detroit artists that does a lot of covers and a lot of top forty stuff and a lot of like I'm talking about like far performance wise. It's like yeah, I get you. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, you you paying more attention to that than your own original music. It's like. Yeah. It's cool to it's cool to pay homage and show where you you know you pulling from, but when your whole show is pretty much based around cover music and then you do like one two originals, like yeah, that's that's the part I don't. I I do like one cover in every show, mm -hmm. you know, picking yeah. and choosing and, and, on, and on that's the, how it should be. Like even the greats will do a cover a, a song or two, yeah, you know, but you yeah, shouldn't but I want cover to. your whole set with covers. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, 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 I don't know. It's kind of acknowledging a lack of confidence in what you're doing. Yeah, I agree. You know, and like when it's like, like back to Helliver, like Helliver, like, like there's a sound in the hip hop lane, whether Helliver did it or not, it's Helliver-esque. It's influenced. Yeah. Maybe that's what R&B is missing. That one producer that kind of ties everybody in. Yeah. With a similar type of sound that's able to to cover a group over here, a solo artist, a duet over here. You know what I'm saying? But you yeah. you, you can kind of get that it's from the same person, but it don't sound the same. I would have to agree. All you right, know? you might you might be giving you me should be that, you, you should be that nigga. Yeah, I'm just saying you might have had you might just put a battery in my pack. Just saying, bro. Like some, it's got to be somebody. Why not you? You're right. You're right. You know, and you like. It starts with somebody that's already tapped in. You got the lineage. You got the music. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're right. I won't you know? argue with that. Yeah, you know, and I, I want two points, too. I'm just fucking with you. There you go. You got them. <laughs> you got it. Everybody got to get their points. Hey. Yo, um, and I'm not going to take up too much of your time, man. Um, Before we go, is there anything you want to impart on people, drop any knowledge, any wisdom, say something silly? I don't care. Whatever you want to say, bro. Uh, man, you know, just, just in every city, no matter... Because I don't know who's watching, but wherever you are, show love and support the artist in your city that you love. Like, if it's, I don't care if it's one artist or two. Embrace what they do and push them out to the world as much as you can. Because as an independent artist, we don't have a lot of uh, mainstream muscle that we would need. So we definitely need y'all love and y'all support to get us to where we trying to get you absolutely yeah. and yo if there's anything i can ever do for you bro 
Uh, please don't don't hesitate, man. This has been pretty dope too, man. I appreciate the conversation, man. Man, I appreciate you for having me on your platform, man. This is dope. I appreciate that. Well, you know, I, I can talk forever, but <laughs> that's that's all I got, bro. I'm about to sing <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> on that note, man. Again, definitely sh shout out to your manager. Uh, shout out to your family. Definitely appreciate that. Yo, man. I don't know. You got to tell me where this is at, too, man. I'm, next time I'm in the city, man, I'm going to have to come come rock with you for a little bit. Oh, the studio? Dope. Yes. I'm on the east side of Detroit, you know. Oh, the I'm east a, side. I'm, 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 I'm a west side, babe. I'm Joy Road all day. But, you know, oh, I've shit. been on. I've been I, on no, respectfully, Joy Road is the east side of the west side. For sure. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just joking, Joy Road. Don't uh, Exit I mean, 9, I'm I love Joy you. Road, but, yeah, you right. Like, <laughs> It's the yin and the yang, yeah. Man, them niggas well, are various about, about it, about it. Yeah, man, I grew up in the thick of it, man. Oh, but goodness. It's all good. Um, I, shit, I grew up right up the street, man, on 7 Mile, so I can't talk too much shit. Oh, yeah. Y'all was just as worse as us. Yeah, man. It looks, it looks <laughs> horrible now, too, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Man. I miss the way my city used to be. Yeah, we're going to get it back. We're going to get I it back so, together. Man. It's starting with downtown because so. they got downtown looking really decent right now. Yeah, they've man. been redeveloping and everything. That's all they've been worried about is downtown. Yeah, but now we got, not to sidebar, but we got uh, real genuine Detroit hip-hop soldiers like my brother KDZ that's literally going through the city buying up blocks. And that's a bar. That is a bar to sit. And tell your man to come on the show too while we at it too. KD legend. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fucking yeah. legend. You no, know, he. That's a busy guy though. Yeah. yeah. That's He's a busy guy. Legend. He not only KD the rapper, he the actor now and. Yeah, man. Like right him, and, him and Al Nuke, man, has just been like really just killing shit. Not to, oh, and, and shout out to uh uh uh, uh Murder Pain, McGraw yeah. Av coming out this Sunday. Yeah, waiting on that shit, man. Oh, I goodness, waiting, bro. And oh. they got my, they got the other big homie in there now for season two. My homie Cino. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to him. They got the Christmas joint that just dropped too. Uh, what Christmas joint? They got a Christmas movie. Oh, you got to put me up on that. Yeah, it's a comedy. Yeah. As soon as oh, I, yeah. uh, yeah, you got look. Matter of fact, look on Cino's uh Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I peeped that. That shit looks hilarious, and it looks professional as fuck. Like, I, I will say, yeah, I will say niggas in the city, man, know how to get money in every way. Yeah, man. Tubi, Tubi done saved my life this year. I got so much music on in Tubi movies. That really? Century, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got, like, half of He Said, She Said soundtrack. Um, oh, that's fucking dope. I got uh like two, one that I'm on, and probably like two or three that I produced on uh um Paper Hearts, and man, I got I got so much music everywhere, bro. I just been grinding and working. Dad, yo, yeah. I know that shit. That's fire right there, yo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shout out to Tubi, man. I know y'all get a y'all get you know get a knock, you know, but hey. Niggas be watching the shit out of Tubi though. We'll talk shit about it and still be watching. Well, we shit, still man. watching it because we love we we love what we love, man. 
And the shit getting much, much, much better too, man. You can tell that people is actually taking their craft serious. Like not yeah. every movie is some goofy shit that you and your man's made in the backyard for twelve dollars. Right. This nigga's putting some serious money into this shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, Shout out so to like Dennis Reed, Moolah Films. They really putting in the work, man. Yeah. They going crazy. Yeah, absolutely. That's a dope ass Tigers hat too, by the way. Oh man, thanks. Yeah, that's, that's fucking fire. I want to tell you that one. Uh, <laughs> but on that note, man, let me get out of here, Max. Fucking neighbors about to start cutting their grass anyway. Um, okay. Again, if you need anything, bro, I got you. No doubt. For sure, I'm going to definitely stay in touch with you. Thank you for having me on your platform, oh, man. Always. Cool. No doubt. Peace, right. bro. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Yo, and before I go, let me make sure that I... I because I completely got lost in the sauce with the conversation. It was such a dope conversation. I forgot to play the fucking commercial. So shout out to Photos by Vin. Here we go. Ass neighbor has decided to cut the fucking grass at four o'clock on a Monday morning. I mean Monday afternoon. Oh, I hate this neighbor. Oh. Anyway, y'all have a good one. <laughs> and thanks again to uh, Kenya Lay. That's two times got that shit right. Uh <laughs> Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, the whole nine, man. Um, y'all already know, man. Legends only. This is Jobs, Intellectually Petty Radio. I'm out.